BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. For exclusive podcasts and more, sign up at patreon.com slash partners in crime media. I'm Rebecca Lavoie, and this is Crime Writers On. Crime Writers On is the original true crime review podcast that digs into true crime, pop culture, other podcasts. And on this episode, wrongful convictions, personal reflections, a justice system that's broken. We'll each give our lists for the top 10 podcasts of 2023. Joining me to get that done and more is true crime author, TV journalist, and host of These Are Their Stories podcast, my husband, Kevin Flynn. Hello, love of my life, Kevin Flynn. Merry Christmas, Rebecca. It's Christmas Day, and I really do feel like this is the most wonderful time of the year because I love this week. You do? Yeah. Is it because there's so much in the fridge to eat as leftovers? No, I mean, I love this week on Crime Writers On because we've been prepping for it, and I went back and I listened to all the clips of everybody's selections, and I just... It's, it's going to be a great show. I just remember all the excellent things that we watched and we listened to this year. Well, I will tell you one thing. Yeah. I was looking at everybody's picks and I was like, oh, oh. I forgot a couple it's, of no, things. No, no, no. Oh, well, we'll get to it. Yeah. Also with us is private investigator, certified pet detective, resident cat lady, and author of The Final Curtain, our infirm friend, Laura Bricker. Hi, Laura. Hey, Rebecca. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm practicing for my next role as a phone sex operator. No, no need <laughs> to if practice. If this crime writer's on thing like doesn't work out, I think I could do that. Listen, if Ira Glass can, can show up to every third episode of This American Life sounding like dog meat, you can show up to one episode a year mm-hmm. of Crime Writers On sounding like dog meat. Laura mm-hmm. Bricker on Patreon and OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, our captain of all things cynical, the author of the City Trilogy of Novels, host of the Strange Arrivals podcast, and our Patreon Deep Dive Book Club podcast host, Toby Ball. Hi, Toby. I'm also on OnlyFans. Um, (laughs) All right, so Kevin, this is obviously Monday's program. It is. What is coming up on Thursday's show? Well, on Thursday, we're going to do the best TV shows of 2023. So TV series, documentaries, scripted, non-scripted, a lot of great stuff. It's, again, another fantastic set, and I've seen everybody's picks, and I can't argue with any of them. It's an extravaganza of excellence. It's great. We've got so many titles. All right. So should we just get to it? Should we just get right to it, Kevin, and not waste any time with any chit-chat? Yes. Let's do it. So this year brought us podcasts that examined interesting characters from the super famous to the terribly infamous. There were the meticulously investigated stories of people caught in a system stacked against them. And it provided us with many series told by hosts with very personal connections to the crimes they covered. But... Which titles truly stood out? We'll hear from all of the crime writers for their top 10 podcasts for 2023. Before we begin, much thanks to Linnea Motter for managing the list of reviews on the Crime Writers on website. Every thumbs up and thumbs down is there. Also, each of our top 10 lists are listed in the show notes. So go to crimewriterson.com slash reviews if you want to see all of that. All right, it is time. I feel like we need a drum roll here. Let's unveil the best podcast, our favorites of 2023, by revealing our top 10 lists. Laura Bricker, you know, I always start with you. Mm-hmm. What is your number 10 pick for 2023? My number 10 is Admissible Shreds of Evidence. This is really Pandora's box. All you're doing is you're then opening up a Pandora's box. It's Pandora's box, you know, it's scary. This is probably opening Pandora's box. Now we're just going to open Pandora's box and see what flies out. 
This was the podcast that was hosted by reporter Tessa Kramer, and it was a deep dive into how DNA testing sort of changed forensic science. But it tells the story of 13 men who were exonerated thanks to the preserved samples that were hidden away in this crazy Virginia facility and the forensic scientist who was there, this Mary Jane Burton, and how that all plays out. And why I love this is, first of all, it was a historical look at what was going on in the late 70s and early 80s with physical evidence and DNA evidence and also how whistleblowers were treated when they raised concerns. There was a lot of this in the news, if you Google this, but this was really the behind-the-scenes story of who Mary Jane Burton was and how this played out. And it was, it was super interesting. Okay, so Kevin Flynn. Yes. Admissible Shreds of Evidence was Lara's number 10. What was your number 10? My number 10 pick was Overlooked. I think for the most part I was shocked. At that time I did have faith in the justice system and I, I knew that uh, I wasn't responsible for the death of those two men, so I kind of expected to walk out the courtroom that day. So this is a story about a wrongfully imprisoned man, Lamont McIntyre. He's from Kansas City, and uh, he was later exonerated but was sent to jail based on testimony from one Kansas City detective named Roger Golubsky. Now, this podcast was hosted by Peggy Lowe, and it won um, the Investigative Reporters and Editors Award for Investigative Journalism. What ended up happening in this case is that the detective here was suspected of committing all sorts of other crimes, uh, including perhaps killing sex workers in the neighborhood that he kind of preyed on. The fact that Lamont McIntyre went to jail was because they had a different suspect named Lamont. Ugh. And even though they figured that out, they still, you know, railroaded Lamont here. Uh, and it certainly seemed like he would be in an untouchable character. But the feds came in and were able to do something. I thought that this was really well put together. The reporting is great. This is one of the few really great true crime podcasts that come from uh public media. Uh, they tend to look at other kinds of things, and they really dove into this one. It was a great investigation. Lots of good tape, and this was a really interesting character. They Not only did it, uh, you know, we learn a lot about Lamont and his family, but there was a lot here about how prosecutors were able to get the conviction, in part by leaning on witnesses and threatening to take away their kids and things like this. And uh, just when it feels like you've got some guy who's um, you know, is is above the law, the law comes around. So, Laura, so we should mention this is your number nine podcast, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, this was a rage inducing story. You didn't need a lot of fluff. I hated Roger Golubsky. This had been going on for a long time. People knew about it. The FBI was documenting what was happening. And it was a very straightforward podcast with its style, but it had excellent journalists and excellent sourcing. And that is why it was my number nine. So, Kevin, I think formatically, it's a good time to mention that listeners won't hear all of us at every number because sometimes our numbers do overlap on the list, right? Yes, but we'll all have one of our top 10s. Uh, we'll, yes, we'll everybody all be able reveal, to mention yes. each of our top 10s. So I should say my number 10 is the Dream Season 3. To get out of this thicket of absolute mindfuckery, I need a guide, an objective guide, someone who isn't trying to heal my childhood trauma or help me communicate what I'm thinking. I've got that covered but instead someone who will just give me action steps, a schedule, a game plan. I need a coach. Listen, I understand why this podcast didn't make everyone's top 10 list, but I loved it. I connected very emotionally with it. This was Jane Marie's look at the personal coaching industry. And I understand there are parts of the podcast that may have felt a little long, that may have felt a little lugubrious, but the parts that connected with me really, really connected with me. When this season is great, it is resplendent and it's at its best when Jane Marie does what she does best, which is when she is who she is and when she shows people for who they are and when she is behind the mic being Jane Marie, writing as Jane Marie, talking as Jane Marie, and sometimes, yes, crying as Jane Marie. So yeah, my number 10 is The Dream Season 3. Moving on to our number nine picks, Toby Ball. What was your number nine podcast pick for 2023? So my number nine was Chameleon Dr. Dante. 
Dante would step on stage, tall, dark, Vegas handsome, curly hair permed to perfection, suit pressed, nails manicured, immaculate. He'd take the mic out of its stand and begin. Everybody, of course, can be hypnotized. I'll be people. That is everybody who basically wants to be. Hypnosis is an extent of concentration and imagination. We have them both. Last year, my number one was Wild Boys, which is by the same person who does Dr. Dante, Sam Mullins. This is a different kind of podcast than we're used to reviewing. It's sort of more of a storytelling podcast than a reported podcast. I mean, it's really just, he just tells the story of this guy, Ronald Dante, who uh, was a con man for decades. He started off as a nightclub hypnotist and expanded into other cons, including sort of insanely this enormous fake university scam (laughs) that I believe sort of still continues to this day. I mean, it's still kind of around. Uh, So the story is wild. Sam Mullins is a very engaging storyteller, and it's just different, right? It's different from other stuff, and different isn't always good, but in this case, it was. All right, so my number nine pick is Dear Alana. Look at this. She writes, not good enough, not good example for kids, shy, never say the right thing, useless, dry, freeloader, not a good Catholic, ugly, not important, stupid, annoying, distracted, God gave up on me, blame, careless, nothing to say, God for everything. Dear Alana is, to me, a very important and special podcast. Uh, The host is Simon Kent Fung. He's someone from outside the podcast industry. He pitched the story and worked with Tenderfoot, and he created this very, very special, beautifully sounding podcast that in my opinion, could have gone wrong in so many ways. It's a podcast about conversion therapy, about, you know, gay people who are actually faithful within the Catholic Church and then who sort of enter these places where they start to question their sexuality and question their faith. And the podcast uses Alana's diaries to sort of tell her story. And it's a risk. This podcast takes many, many risks. And to me, really lands the plane in a gymnastic way. It's not a perfect podcast, but in my mind, it is a great podcast and a real journey. I loved listening to it, and I think it's an achievement. So yeah, Dear Alana is my number nine. We are up to number eight. Laura Bricker, tell us, what is the number eight podcast on your 2023 list? My number eight is Verified Full Disclosure. That same nurse said, I have to call Phoenix Police. And I remember just taking a deep breath and saying, like, please don't call. Please, like, please don't. And they said we're required to. And I paused again and I said, I work for Phoenix Police. I am a Phoenix Police officer. This is the podcast about a corrupt police officer who is abusing women. The women were saying they were abused by the same Arizona police officer over nearly a decade. However, when they try to do something about it and seek justice. They're kept in the dark. So basically, this takes a look at what happens in this one state when these law enforcement officials are not tracking dishonest, disreputable police officers and how one reporter uncovers it. So I like this because it reminded me of in New Hampshire, we have the Lori list, which tracks bad police officers. This was another type of, you know, look at something like that. But The story is just so unbelievable. You can't even believe it's true. And we know I love a criminal justice story that really needs to be told where people are being taken advantage of. We've got Dave, the TV reporter, who knew all about what was going on. He had top-notch reporting. The stories were really just for me, I mean, my top 10 this year are stories that really were criminal justice stories that really, you know, got my criminal justice hackles up. And this podcast definitely did that. So that is why I'm at number eight. Let's move on to number seven, Kevin Flynn. What podcast was number seven on your list for 2023? In this slot, I pick season three of Suspect, Five Shots in the Dark. To be not believed is not to have worth. So now I'm like, what, you don't believe me? Look, my word ain't nothing, but I ain't good. Because when people don't believe you, it make you feel alone. So this is a story, a wrongful conviction story about Leon Benson. He was arrested for a a murder based on a cross-racial identification. And 
There were certainly problems with the case, and the appellate attorney is Laura Bazelon, and this podcast kind of broke format a little bit. Host Matt Shear is back, and I think it's probably not a, uh, a top 10 list if we don't have a season of a suspect on it. But the way it broke format is that some of it was told by Matt, and some of it was actually told and narrated and recorded by Laura and her team including this idea that maybe they would go to Florida and confront the person they think is the real killer, which he got the advice was no fucking way. Uh, But it was this was, again, solidly reported. And we had a great tape from Leon and we meet him when he's still behind bars. And, you know, he was just a very interesting character. He was the one who talked about Syphis's journey, you know, pushing the rock up the hill. And we all see that as as supposed to be a a metaphor about futility. Uh, He saw it about hope because at least he had something to do, something to push and some kind of hope. So I thought that this was just, you know, another great addition to the list of suspect seasons and a story that was really worth telling. Laura Bricker, I see this is number two on your list. What did you love about suspect five shots in the dark? So what I loved about this is that we have a resolution We know we're going to hear that right up front. You're not left hanging. You've got a defense investigator. You've got a lot of access because of the nature of their relationship with Leon. So this is another one of those stories that really takes you kind of behind the scenes in the criminal justice world to really highlight something with all the right voices there. And, you know, this case of Leon Benson was just absolutely maddening. You know, this is right up there on my list. And that is why. So my number seven this year is Ghost Story. I want to tell you a story. Well, it's really three stories all wrapped around each other. It's a ghost story, it's a murder mystery, and it's a family drama. By which I mean it's about my wife's family, her family's history, and there's a chance they'll disown me for doing this. I think if you had told me when I was listening to this show that it would end up on my top 10 list, I probably would have been surprised. But the more I think about this podcast, the more I love this podcast. It is brilliant in concept. It is several layers deep in its meaning. And it is incredibly meaningful, especially at the end, because I think this show really exposes the super weirdness of families, but also the systemic rot of the British upper class and how hard they will fight to hold on to their perceptions of their superiority, even when the stakes are, I don't know, protecting an obvious liar uh, who's an ancestor of theirs. I don't know. It's just so good. Who's been dead for a long time I know. whose feelings it's, can't be it's hurt. It's good. It's fun. And Tristan Redman, the reporter and host, thank you for ruining your Christmas dinner for our entertainment. I really, really appreciated it. Toby Ball, I see this is on your list as well at the number eight position. Why? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I sort of echo a lot of the things you said. You know, it's a good sort of end of empire story. I think the characters, particularly uh, this guy, Fader, it's such an odd duck, but he writes a 16 volume autobiography that's basically all bullshit. So it's just, you know, good characters thought the story arc was really good. And, you know, in the end, I think there's there's some real payoffs, both for the listener and for the family itself. Yeah, I, I, I really loved it. Laura Bricker, this is on your list as well, the number five position. Why did you love Ghost Story? Well, what I liked about Ghost Story was that this was just a very different type of story than what we were used to hearing about. I liked the way that it blended history, supernatural, family dynamics. It was really fresh because it was a very different way to approach a story. And that is why it is on my list. Okay, so let's move on to number six. I want to know what everyone selected for number six on their list. Laura Bricker, let's stay with you. What was next on your list? Number six on my list was the kids of Rutherford County. Every single docket, there are kids who just simply don't meet the legal criteria to have been detained and even arrested. Yet here they are in chains in a jumpsuit having a detention hearing to determine whether they're going to continue to be detained. This was the latest podcast from Serial Productions, and it tells the story for how, over a decade, this one county in Tennessee arrested and illegally jailed hundreds, maybe more, uh, children. And it's four parts, and it talks about how that happened, who was responsible, and it really hones in on this awful judge, Judge Davenport, who is taking um, her place in my Doug Evans sort of ire 
what I liked about this is that it was just four episodes, but it was a look into the criminal juvenile justice system. And that's not something that we hear about as much. And, you know, we have a judge that I was enraged about. We have defense attorneys that are trying to keep the system fair. I think my only critique at the time was they could have done more to highlight some of the victims. But I thought this was just a really good look at a juvenile justice issue. And hopefully we'll get some change in that county. Toby Ball, what is at your number six position on the top 10 podcast of 2023 list? Okay, my number six is Alabama Astronaut. I saw music performed in the most pure form that I've ever seen it. A community. It was like a communal music. It was music with all the shenanigans just boiled away. This feels to me like a real cult podcast, not in that it's looking at a cult, but that it's got sort of a cult following. You know, it's not for everyone, but the people who like it really love it. The story is that this guy, Abe Partridge, who uh, was formerly a fundamentalist Baptist preacher, but but left that church, wants to document the music of the snake handling churches in Appalachia. It's very conversational. There's a lot of talking, just the two of them talking together, or Abe telling stories about his visits to these different churches and the people he meets there and the music and all this. And also like some theology comes into it as well. You know, it's not super slick. I mean, I kind of feel like it's a little bit like discovering some independent movie that was made on a low budget, but that connects with you in some way that that bigger budget movies don't. Uh, that was certainly the way I it connected with me. I couldn't stop listening to it. I thought it was fascinating. My advice to people is to give it two episodes. Um, the first episode is a little different than the rest of them. And if you're not digging it after two episodes, you can probably move on. But if you like it, again, I found it fascinating. Okay, Kevin Flynn, what is it? your number six position on the best podcast of 2023? I picked City of Tents Veterans Row for my number six podcast of the year. So out here, it's like I got friends, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded by people 24-7. Um, we don't always get along and it's, it's a lot of drama, but... So from host Anna Scott at KCRW, this is a look at a encampment for homeless veterans. It's right outside the VA hospital in Los Angeles, but not any particular neighborhood. It's Brentwood, which is very affluent. And so we get to see this confluence of of issues. The people in Brentwood at, at once say that they want to get all these veterans help and they want them to get better, and they, and they want them to thrive, but they also just don't want a tent city on their uh, streets. And this is Anna Scott's regular beat, so she didn't just sort of parachute into this this issue. And by the way, sort of parachuting in, there's a great scene where you have people who are essentially influencers who come in and they provide services for the homeless vets, but then they Instagram all of that, so that was a little goofy. But it, this is Anna's, like, specialty and so she really gets the complexity of the issues here and gives it to us as well we get to meet some veterans and yeah you're probably listening and saying hey man you probably seem like you should get off the street you feel like you could do this or that and you understand the reasons that are sort of preventing that from happening but also as this goes on it gets much more uh, immersive for her we have a really great scene where she's getting very upset because she comes across a vet you know in, in, in crisis and then we get to towards the end and it's she's right there as the uh, the sheriff's department goes in and cracks down and gets rid of the tent city so it has a lot going on for her. i thought it was reported really really well Got a, you know, mad respect for Anna Scott. I thought it was, you know, a really great podcast venture. Okay, now we are at our number five position on our top podcast lists. I will go first, and my number five pick is Think Twice, Michael Jackson. We're not here to try to prove that Michael Jackson was guilty or that he was innocent. Instead, we'll be using his story as a window onto the world around him, the world that shaped him even as he was shaping it. 
This podcast is from Leon Nafok, the original host of Slow Burn, who now from Prologue Productions has brought us a series of truly outstanding podcasts. This is not the last time you'll hear him on our lists. Think Twice is an incredible podcast. He co-hosts this one with Jay Smooth. It is, as Kevin said during our review, a strong and logical co-hosting partnership. This podcast is meticulous, in my opinion, and I think it will satisfy almost everyone who listens to it, except for maybe those who are in complete denial about the abuse allegations against Michael Jackson. But it's also a really culturally interesting uh, historical reporting podcast. I mean, from Michael Jackson's childhood and, and sort of, you know, the history surrounding that to the racially problematic issues surrounding the expression wacko jacko to the brief period of time where Michael Jackson was filming The Wiz, where he potentially could have had a normal life and his story could have been very different to how the religion that his family was involved in really, really shaped his story and his life. This podcast just brings a lot to this story that's like you thought you knew. And this is a story I thought I knew really, really well. And every time I hear a story I thought I know well and I listen to a podcast where it's like, I learned a lot about something I thought I knew a lot about. This is a perfect example of that. It's meticulous. It's great. And I just can't recommend it highly enough. That's why I ended up on number five on my list. Toby Ball, what is number five on your list of the best podcasts of 2023? Number five on my list is I Am Not a Monster Season 2. Oh, my God. I could get in, but if I slip, I'll hit the grind. To say it looks precarious would be an understatement. Oh, that's an electricity cable. Please, Kevin. I take a deep breath, tell myself there might be some semblance of Shamima Begum's life in there, and then crawl across the ladder. The second season of I'm Not a Monster investigates the complicated story of Shamima Begum, who left England with some friends at the age of 15 to go to Syria to join the Islamic State. She was basically recruited online and told like how awesome the Islamic State was. She's now in a uh, Syrian refugee camp, I believe. And the big question that sort of leads into this all is there's this fierce debate in England about whether Shamima should be let back in or whether she's just too dangerous to let in. So that's sort of the backdrop. Josh Baker does... You know, as he did in season one of I'm Not a Monster, just incredible journalism, very brave journalism. He's also just really good at creating scenes, some of which are just absolutely harrowing. And it's also it's a peek into an area of the world. And, you know, I guess it's a, a culture or, or however you want to say it, a group uh, that remains pretty opaque. And th this is really one of the few ways in which you can get some kind of understanding as to as to what actually happens. This is again was was really good. I mean, he's put the two seasons of I am not a monster, I think are super super solid look at things that are going on in the Middle East that it's sometimes hard to get reliable information about. Kevin Flynn, I understand this podcast is your number three of the year. Yeah, I mean, Josh Baker is so good at what he does. It makes me feel like he's kind of slumming around doing podcasts with us because <laughs> it's fantastic work. And, you know, Toby's right about this issue here where the British public is sort of arguing amongst itself about whether she should be let in. And all that has to do with intention and what is in her heart, which is a hard thing to to answer in an objective way. But what Josh does is he fucking goes to Syria, tries to find out what can he learn, chasing down the cab driver that took her someplace. And then, as in the clip and we heard at the beginning, he's crawling on a ladder between buildings with electrical wires to get into an apartment. On top of a bus. On top of a bus, because there might be a telephone bill inside or something that's going to shed light on it. And I think I intentionally misuse this phrase and probably people thought I was stupid but when I said Josh is the king of fucking around and finding out I mean he will go and turn over stones and he will find out and he will go to wherever the ends of the earth to sort of answer these questions and it's just fascinating the scenes are incredible and just the ambition of trying to solve questions that are very difficult to be answered but are also very important Josh is fantastic and it's like you wish that you could get 
behind the scenes with him, perhaps? Behind the scenes. You wish you could get like... 15 podcasts a month from Josh yes. Baker. But you can't, but you can get that from us. Oh, how? If you join us at patreon.com slash partners in crime media. And here we are in the business section. You Very get, good, Kevin. You get this is the best business section of 2023. It is. Because it's the last one. Or the second to last one. Right. Uh, so what we have here for uh, for you is you've got all sorts of great exclusive podcasts, including the Crime Writers on After Show. How do you get those? Well, I said you go to patreon.com slash partners in crime media. Yes. And then you sign up and then you can get the after show at various levels at okay would you like to do it no no no. but at various levels you can sign up and then you get lots of content what are those things that you can get kevin right right memories i wanted to streamline this today yes, yes it's yeah, fine no, yeah, yeah. it's fine what will you get on the after show on if the you, after are show, you think that we've got a lot of recommendations now we've got additional recommendations coming up of course on thursday we're going to talk best tv we're going to finish up our podcast discussion right here but in the after show we're going to talk about the best things that weren't Things that we reviewed. So there are TV shows and other podcasts and stuff that didn't quite fit into Crime Writers on that we didn't talk about, but we still want to make those recommendations so you can listen to that. Other and can pod- I also tell the story well, about how I'm Not a Monster Season 2 accidentally yes. didn't make my top 10 list this year? Even though I sent it to media outlets as my part of my top three, we can talk about that in the after and I think And <laughs> I think you even said in the reveal, like, this is going to be in my top three. Yeah. You're like, this is going to be in my top I'm one. Sorry, Josh. It's going to be tough to knock this one off. <laughs> and then here comes Ghost Story. It was You're just like, an oh. accident. It's an accident. Go ahead, Kevin. I'll just say, Tristan didn't go to Syria to find out whether his <laughs> no! great-grandmother's ghost... It was literally an accident. Go ahead, I, Kevin. It was literally an accident. <laughs> hey, other great things that you can get include Mary with Podcast, our uh, advice show, Leave It to Bricker, or Laura Solves Mysteries in Quaint AF, Exeter, New Hampshire, and Toby Ball's Deep Dive Book Club Podcast. All that. Uh, plus, you can get episodes early and ad-free. And look at it's Christmas. If you're looking around the tree and your family screwed you and you didn't get anything except another fucking sweater, do something nice for yourself and get yourself the gift of Patreon and all this exclusive content from Crime Writers On. Don't regret and it. Partners in Crime. Yeah, do it out of spite. Do it out of spite. People love the early and ad-free episode of Crime Writers On. They love it. They love it. You right, would Kevin. already know what number one is by now if you'd done it. Correct. Does that sound the business section, Kevin? Thus ends the business section. I'm going to go ahead and fade that music out right now. Kohler Smart Toilets introduce a new standard of design and cleanliness, sculptural forms, intuitive technology, and total personalization with integrated warm water cleansing, heated seats, and warm air dryers. For peace of mind and convenience, there are touchless lids, seats, flush, and a self-sanitizing bidet wand. Now you can even use voice commands with Numi 2.0, featuring built-in Amazon Alexa. Explore the complete lineup at Kohler.com slash smart toilets and discover what you've been missing. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free. Shopify.com slash podcast free. Let's get back to our list of the best podcast of 2023. We are now at our number four podcast of the year. Laura Bricker, you have the first unanimous pick that made all of our top 10 lists of the countdown. What did you pick as your number four podcast of the year? I picked Blind Plea as my number four podcast. Now one, where's your emergency? Um, I live in Clara. I just... I, me and my boyfriend were just fighting, and I just shot him, and you, I think he's dead. You shot him? This is the story of Devin Gray, who was a young mother who shot and killed her abusive partner out in rural Alabama. She claimed self-defense and filed a stand-your-ground claim, but instead of having some recognition for what she went through, she was given a blind plea which is something I had never heard of, which is an option to take an unknown sentence in exchange for pleading guilty. As a black woman who shot and killed a white man in Alabama, 
She did the only thing she could. She took the plea. So this was a big thumbs up for me. It was certainly one that got me fired up. It was very thought-provoking with a real case, domestic violence victim who is in prison. And it really raised issues of how the justice system handles cases of domestic violence victims when they finally fight back to save themselves. The blind plea part of the law was something I was not familiar with. So I thought that was really interesting. It was just um, one of those things you hear and you're like, I can't even believe that happened. So that is why it is my number four. Yeah, this podcast was my number eight. And one of the reasons I love this podcast, well, actually, I love it for two reasons. One is that it is a brutal story, yet Lemonada Media is very good at making a difficult story very listenable. And that is a hard trick to pull off. And this is a great example of a podcast of a brutal, dark story that is incredibly listenable. And that's what people should do when they want to tell a difficult story. Number two is that Devin's story is a story of a well-positioned person who gets into a horrible situation and the ease with which they can get there. And it's something that every parent and every person should listen to because everyone in the world is much closer to this horrible place than they think they are. I think this podcast does a very, very good job of pointing that out. Kevin, this podcast was also on your list. It was number eight for me. It was also number eight for you. Yeah, number eight for me. And, you know, one of the other aspects of the the story, Rebecca, which... I pick it because it was very well told. But remember, that there's this whole aspect of uh, generational violence. Yes. Because there was this whole other self-defense shooting incident involving the victim's grandmother, yes. the shooting victim's grandmother, the, the boyfriend. And in the, in the beginning there, she was getting support from his family because they knew how abusive he was. Uh, and things change. Uh, it was just fascinating. And, and then we get to the part about, like you said, the blind plea, which was a legal maneuver that certainly had no idea that was the kind of thing. And I do not see to this day what the upside to that could possibly be. None. Until the only thing that we hear is the defense lawyers down there just say it's a pro cop place. And if you got arrested, you must have done it. And so this is what the system has come to is to just roll the dice and see, uh, you know, which way, you know, you're going to get screwed today. And Toby, I know that you really like this podcast because this was in your top three. Yeah, this is uh, this is my number three pick. I think you guys have basically hit on all my uh, talking points. I guess I'll reiterate what what Rebecca said I, as a sort of portrait of a person whose life course just veers wildly off track. I mean, she goes from having a scholarship to a good college to in a course of just a few years being in a trailer in a field in Alabama without running water and no real prospects for, for getting away. I thought this was really good. It's very affecting. And so that was my number three. Well, here we are. And our top three podcast picks of 2023, of course, we just heard Toby's. So I will go next with my number three podcast of 2023. And that for me is Witnessed, Devil in the Ditch. This is the story of my family and our family murder in a corner of the deep south where murders don't get solved. It's about jealousy and a century old sibling rivalry. It's about what makes someone seem guilty and who you choose to believe. So this podcast is about Larison Campbell. So for 20 years, she's been haunted by the murder of her grandmother in her Mississippi home. And uh, her grandmother, of course, was pressed. She was found bludgeoned in her parlor. Uh, and, you know, there was a full-scale investigation, but the case went cold. This is a campsite podcast, and I loved it so much, even though if you showed me this podcast on paper, the pitch for it, I'd be like, no, 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 no. This is about rich white Southerners blaming their quote unquote weird cousin who probably has mental health issues for a crime. This is a class stuff. This is about family, like blaming lower class family for stuff. Yes, that is what it's about. It's about class. It's about Southern patriarchy. It is about all of those things. It is about family shit. And Larison Campbell is an incredible scene setter. She's an incredible storyteller. She's like, let me open the door and let you in and show you inside my china cabinet and like everything that's going on here. 
I'm just going to tell you, I will listen to the next podcast that Laris and Campbell makes the day that it drops. I loved this show so much. It could have gone wrong in so many ways, and it went right in every possible way that it could have gone, even in moments that it made me uncomfortable. I realized later that that was completely intentional and that was because of Larison's incredibly strong writing and incredibly strong narration and incredible likability. I just, I cannot recommend this podcast highly enough. Witnessed Devil in the Ditch. Kevin, this podcast was number five for you. Yeah, like everything you said, it's just well-structured and very well-told. And one of the things that like resonated with me is that you do have a suspect in this cold case which is uh, this cousin, and as you're listening, you're thinking to yourself as the listener, oh yeah, this guy did it. This guy's so weird. And then you realize that you're basing all that on all of the things that we say you shouldn't be doing. Correct. And it's just that he is such a, on paper, well, I guess... I I don't want to say on paper. He comes off as a really suspicious guy. Affect evidence. Affect evidence, demeanor evidence. And that's what really got me. As much as I want to say he did it and we can solve this case, you can't. And maybe it's just that he's weird or maybe they'll just never have enough evidence. But it really like scratched my brain. And Toby, I know on your list, you picked this as number seven. Yeah, this is number seven. I love this a lot, too. I mean, this is a lot of good podcasts uh, this year. So in other years, this would have been higher. I'll just agree with what, what you guys have said. You know, it's a Southern Gothic, but it's, you know, it's true. And there's also one thing we, you didn't mention was there's this incredible tape of this cop talking oh. about how he treats white and black teenagers yes. differently, but thinks he's like making a good case for like, being colorblind and, and not not being racist. And in fact, it's the exact opposite. Yeah, I mean, that was just, that moment stuck out, but it's one of a bunch of a bunch of moments. So yeah, this, this is really good. All right, so Laura, at your number three position is yet another podcast that made all of our top 10 lists. What is that podcast, Laura Bricker? The podcast that I have at number three is The Retrievals. I remember telling them, like, the nurse is stealing the fentanyl because it seems so obvious to me. I mean, fentanyl is the most diverted drug in medical settings. It's like a now major driver of the opioid crisis. And it was just really easy to imagine that someone with access to, you know, poorly controlled fentanyl would be abusing it. This is a podcast from Serial Productions and New York Times. It's five parts. It's reported by Susan Burton, and it tells the story about the fertility lab mess at Yale, where women were having horrible things happening when they were going in for their IVF procedures. I mean, I remember we had a huge discussion about, is it okay to have pain when you, you know, have different procedures done and not? And in this story... It was really captivating right from the start. I liked the writing. I liked the music. I liked the voices of the people that we had. They had access to women that had gone through procedures that didn't go as they should have gone. You know, first episode, you're like thinking, okay, there's a lot of buildup here with women that have been victims, but are they going to be able to deliver? They delivered, and they really also got into the issue of drug diversion, and it was really Really well done, and that is why it is my number three. Kevin, this is number nine on your list. Why? Yeah, this is a great podcast, and you know, we were talking about one of the issues here is about why don't people believe women's pain, and I just saw a big article in the New York Times last week. This is a an issue whose time has come, and when the doctors there said that women's pain should be believed and relieved. I mean, one of the things other than like this great storytelling and the voices of all these different patients who went through something where what was happening should have been obvious that, you know, like, oh, well, we're just going to give you more of the pain medicine and it'll kick in eventually. And that none of the professionals realized that there was no fentanyl in the painkillers that they were giving. However, the rest of their day are spent locking up fentanyl and signing out fentanyl. And the first thing that they that doesn't come to mind when 
boy, this isn't really working, is that maybe somebody stole the fentanyl because you're spending half your fucking time trying to prevent people from doing The first that. thing they think is the women are lying yeah, about their pain. Yeah, you must be lying. You must be lying. And I, th- I thought that you're that being was... being a baby. Stop being a baby. Suck it up, ladies. <laughs> Why you gotta be such a baby about it? It's just fentanyl. It just was really great. Great storytelling, well put together. And also, like, when it comes down to who this nurse was and the reasons for doing it and sort of the fact that why she doesn't get the book thrown at her has to do with her being a mother. And when you think about what these patients were going to for the their egg retrievals, it's just sort of uh, a terrible irony. And I see on the lists here that, Toby, you had this one at number 10. I did. I did. The other thing I'll add is that it's one of, I think, several things that we, we talked about this year that that kind of revolved a little bit around uh, institutional arrogance. And the idea is that your hospital is more on top of things than these women are in terms of understanding what an acceptable amount of pain is on a procedure or something like that. So rather than question yourself, you're just questioning this succession of women. And it's hard to put myself quite in the mind of these people, but basically like, why are you being it's going to be a little uncomfortable. Why are you making such a big deal about it? So, yeah, so it, it's good. Great, good investigation. And they do a good job of addressing sort of the important points, I think, that get brought up by this story. Yeah, I will say in a year where, this is my number four, by the way, where the serial team put out the coldest case in Laramie, the kids of Rutherford County. This was by far my favorite because it addressed an issue that I have never heard addressed before that I fucking talk about all the time and that I think people should be talking about all the time. Like, if you go get your IUD and you're screaming and even your midwife, who's like the loveliest caregiver you've ever had in your life, says stop being a baby, there is something wrong with medicine. And this podcast addresses it in a very straightforward way that is just great. And it shows that the system is more likely to believe that hundreds of women who are saying, ouch, are being babies, then one person might be diverting drugs, which happens all the fucking time. I don't know. I think this is a really great podcast. And I said so at the time and I'll say so again. And that's why it's my number four. So now let's talk about what we thought was the number two best podcast of the year. My number two is Ear Witness. No question in my mind, this guy was not guilty of, of this crime, and, and I couldn't, uh, couldn't comprehend how this could happen. So in 1995, Deputy Sheriff William Hardy was shot while moonlighting, and Forrest Johnson was arrested and convicted for that shooting. This podcast comes from the same people who made Bone Valley, and it could not be any more different, yet have the same DNA as Bone Valley. This is a fast-paced production. It is, in my mind, an instant classic true crime podcast. The pace, the signposting, the writing, the reporting are impeccable. This is hosted by Beth Shelburne. This true crime podcast has more twists, three significant ones, five altogether that I was able to count on my listen, that I think make this one of the best true crime podcasts I have ever heard, period. It is my favorite since uh, Suspect Season 1. This is a wrongful conviction. Even if the story were just about the wrongful conviction, it might be the most egregious wrongful conviction case you've ever heard. And that includes the wrongful conviction case of Curtis Flowers. That being said, the structure, the storytelling here. The way this plays out, as uh, I know that Toby's going to talk about, <laughs> the twists. Oh, I just can't say enough. I, I, it's hard to talk about the podcast without spoiling it, so I'm not going to do it. Listen to fucking Ear Witness. There's a reason it's top two on my list. It's number two. It is one of the greatest podcasts I've ever heard, period. And there's a reason for it. Kevin, it's also number two on your list. Why? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. You know, if you think about the title, all the twists happen that you don't actually until you get later into it and you get twisted into this thing that you realize what the title Ear Witness refers to. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. But I, but I know this is an outbreaking format. Do you find yourself telling people about it and then you're like, 
but I can't tell you about it. It's like that, right? Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> you, there are things here that you don't want to spoil. Yeah. But the idea was that to, that Tavares went to jail based on testimony from a woman who overheard a telephone call, or at least she says so. And then part of the fucking around and finding out from Beth Shelburne is that this woman. Had, well, I'm just going to spoil it a little bit here. This woman was essentially a professional witness. Uh, who there are was, receipts. There are receipts, including going to her grandson who called her fucking shady, you know? So um, it's just a really great story, very well told, and it had all sorts of twists. This was on all of our lists, so Toby, explain where it wound up for you. Yeah, so I had this number four. Again, you know, it's just how good this year was as far as podcasts go, because this is a great podcast. It has its twists and turns. It has one huge twist where, you know, you think the show is about something and it's really good about that thing. And then suddenly it's about something completely different. And that is equally, if not even more compelling. So it's excellent. And, you know, again, easily could have been top, one or two in a different year, but there's just so much good stuff this year. So Laura Bricker, this was on your list as your number one podcast of the year. You want to tell us why? Yeah, um, this is because not since Curtis Flowers have I been so outraged about a wrongful conviction. It was well reported. It was like next level in terms of the twists and the turns. It was also very heartbreaking. And when it finished, I just said, oh my God, so much good information there. I really hope something happens to change the course of what's going on with DeForest because of this podcast, because no stone was left unturned. And it was just, it was a case that really stuck with you in a way that not a lot of cases do. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free. Shopify.com slash podcast free. Okay, now let's do what we do. We have reached the top of our lists. Let's reveal what we think the number one podcast of 2023 is. Toby Ball, what podcast did you list as number one? My number one for this year is Fiasco Vigilani. But even at this early point, when so little was known about what actually happened... Journalists did more than just report on the incident. Perhaps because so little was known, they were able to set the tone for how the shooting was understood and talked about by regular New Yorkers. So my podcasting Mount Rushmore has a hell of a lot of faces on it at this point. I don't, it's like more of a mountain range, I would guess, (laughs) but uh, Leon Nafox definitely there. Like his stuff is just consistently, consistently excellent. Uh, it would have been easy to put the Michael Jackson one on this as well, but I figured if I'm giving Leon number one, I can afford to just do one of his shows. I, I think this is the best of the podcast that Leon has done. It looks at the case of Bernie Getz, uh, who shot four unarmed black teenagers on a New York City subway and became briefly a folk hero. I remember this very clearly growing up in upstate New York. And getting to New York stations, Channel 5 and Channel 11, Bernie Getz was all over the place. It's just a really rich story that touches on a whole bunch of things about race and sort of the changing face of the media at the time. And then the the person of Bernie Getz himself, who is fairly far from what you'd expect in a folk hero. I mean, he's, he's not a real attractive human being uh, when you dig very deep into it. So anyway, Leon like digs in, teases out the stuff that's interesting. He's got all these sort of asides. Like this is one of the things I I think he does really well is he'll go on a little slight tangent, but he knows just kind of how long to go on that tangent before bringing it back to the main story. So you never feel like you're getting sidetracked. So anyway, this is, this is excellent. Obviously uh, it's my number one in a great year for podcasts. 
So, Kevin, this also made your top 10 list. Yeah, this is my number four podcast of the year. I agree with everything that Toby said. Leon Nafok is fantastic. And we've heard a lot from Slow Burn and from Fiasco and Think Twice as well. And this, I thought, was the best thing that he's done. And it's in a way because it's surprising that this is a case that we all kind of know. But Leon Nafok doesn't just look at the first level of the story. He always is digging down deeper to find things that are really interesting. And he has people from, he has the witness to the shooting, everybody to the little copy girl at the newspaper at the time running around in her sneakers to to be with paper and whatnot. And he just finds things that are really interesting. It was so tightly written. I mean, the structure of it was great. And that's what it made all this stuff just kind of flow Really great podcast, and he should be proud. I think every year he's been on our our top 10 list and probably will be as long as he has a microphone. So, Kevin, you were the one who told me I wasn't allowed to do ties on the list. Yeah. So I put Vigilante at six and Michael Jackson at five. I would have tied them, except the reason I ranked Michael Jackson higher was I was so surprised that ended up as a Leon Nafok project, and I actually learned a tiny bit more in MJ than I did from Vigilante. Uh, but I agree with everything everybody said here. Laura, this podcast ended up on your number seven, right? It did, yeah. And what I said about this at the time, you know, this was just extensively reported, chocked full of information, but it was told in a way that kept the story moving along. So even though you had just such dense information in terms of just very thorough reporting that didn't bog the story down. Um, It was just a deep dive into this issue during this time period, which the crime happened. We heard from a lot of people that were involved that were around when this happened, but it was done in a way the writing was just tremendous. And I really liked the way that the writing propelled the story forward. All right. So Kevin, what is your number one podcast of the year? My number one podcast for 2023 is You didn't see nothing. Then, almost overnight, the news stories turn to racial reconciliation and forgiveness. This is a podcast about how that happened and how it changed my life. So brace yourself, because this shit is bananas. Yeah, this shit is bananas. It's host Johans LaCour. He tells the story of growing up in Chicago at the time. There was a big news story regarding Leonard Clark, who was a young black uh, kid who was jumped and beat up by a group of white teenagers, including Frank Caruso Jr. And Frank's father, Frank Caruso, is a big union leader and a very powerful guy. This was told from Johans's lived experience. Not only does he go into this story, which is really interesting because what happened after this big high profile crime and the outcry about uh, violence and uh, racism ends up being a call for racial reconciliation, which ends up just really being about well, shouldn't black people forgive white people for the things that they do and puzzling was why did the black community rally around Frank Caruso while Leonard Clark was still in a coma? And also, what was the long con here? Frank Caruso Sr. endeared himself to members of the black community. But years and years after the case was essentially settled and he no longer had to put up a facade, he was still close with all of those people. Even Johans wonders, was it a facade? What happened? Johans is just a unique voice. This is a unique podcast. The way he tells the story is magical. It's unlike anything we've heard, and it is incredibly listenable. This is the kind of time when you hear somebody's life story, and the thing you're disappointed about is they only have one life and one life story because it's so good that you want to listen to more about what they have. So You Didn't See Nothing is a one-of-a-kind podcast. You will not see it copied. People might try to tell their story. And this is the thing. A lot of times when we have somebody giving their personal perspective of a crime, they're actually in it. They're super close to it. He's just close enough that it's affecting his life, but he doesn't really have a a horse in the race here, right? He's not the one who is going to go to jail for this. He's not the one who is involved But it affected his community, and he is recounting that he may be one step back from it, but he really gets us invested in that story because it was a really interesting crime, and his life 
is told so well. Anyway, all that to say that I could listen to him go on and on and on and again and again. In the end, I just thought like, this guy's really cool. He probably would not want to smoke with me. <laughs> he would not. Toby Ball, this also ended up very high on your list. Where did it end up on your list? You didn't see nothing. Yeah, so I, I had this as number two. Uh, I, you know, it, it's like a hair's difference between my number one and number two. I read somewhere where he was talking about how he wanted to make sort of a podcast equivalent of like the great rap albums of the nineties. So what, what you, it's just, it's just different. It just sounds different and not for just its own sake. You know, I mean, it, it it's in the, uh, in the service of telling the story. So I guess the thing that I kind of left with is this just feels like sort of somewhat next level in terms of looking at these really complicated racial relations and assumptions and who feels like they have to do certain things in order to keep sort of the racial peace. And I, I think that was handled in a way that I hadn't really heard before. And that was really smart without being really preachy. I mean, I guess he does this this really interesting balancing act of not being preachy, but at the same time, like being very open with his anger about the way certain things happened. That's a tough one to uh, to manage, but uh, I think he did that. So again, I mean, I, this is this is like a classic podcast. So it's number two. So this is my number one podcast of the year, and it might be the best podcast I have ever heard. And this is why. This story does so many things. It gives you the template for every big race crime story we have heard in the last 30 years, how they play out in the media, how everything happens afterward, how every public official comes out, how there's eventually some sort of call for reconciliation, how eventually it's always like, okay, why is it got to be like that? Why is it got to be like that? Why is this podcast explains the origin story of that. This podcast also tells the personal story of one of the most interesting men you'll meet in podcasting. He's not an insider in podcasting. He's an outsider. He's a writer. He's a poet. He's a formerly incarcerated man. One of the brilliant things about this podcast is the people who made it are podcasters. And it is very, very clear that once they figured out who it was they were working with, they followed Johans LaCour's lead in terms of how to make this thing. And they made it in his voice. And it sounds like a great rap album from the 90s. Very authentic. This podcast is formatically cool, gorgeously written. It's like nothing you will ever have heard before. It is the best produced podcast I have ever heard, period. And I think that my news outlet put out one of the best podcasts of this year, newswise, Peabody's Pulitzer's period. And we're all talking to my newsroom about like, we're going to lose everything to you didn't see nothing. And we're happy to lose it to this podcast. That's how good this podcast That's is. That's just how transportation works. That's just how <laughs> transportation works. Everyone in America should listen to you didn't see nothing, not just this year, but every year. It's, I think, my favorite podcast I've ever heard since podcasting started. I know that's a leap to say, but that's how I feel about it. Okay, so you can find all of our top 10 lists on our website or in our show notes. Our website, of course, is crimewriterson.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter. Kevin, you're going to send a list on a newsletter too, right? Oh, sure. Okay, so that ends it for us. But now it's time for my favorite part of the podcast, a little something I like to call... The crime of the crime week. Crime of the week. Here's another story of someone crashing their car through a building and someone getting arrested. Okay. But this time it's the police who crashed the car and it was the building owner who got arrested. Last week, a St. Louis Metropolitan Police car crashed through the front door of an LGBTQ bar just after midnight. Instead of an apology, the two cops asked the irate bar owner for his identification. Chad Morris refused, then was handcuffed and taken away in a patrol car that wasn't stuck in his building. The officer said he swerved to miss a dog and he arrested Morris because he hit him with an open hand. But lawyers for the bar say video from security cameras and from bystanders tell a different story. Reporters who viewed it say it shows the police cruiser traveling at a high rate of speed, then swerving to avoid a parked car. 
It crosses several lanes of traffic until it crashed into the bar. A 20-minute video taken by the bar's co-owner shows Morris yelling and waving his arms, but never striking the officer. And when being taken away, the cop said Morris had caused a disturbance by shouting at him. Morris had been jailed and charged with felonies, but after the existence of the videos were revealed, prosecutors reduced the charges to misdemeanors. The police are not commenting on whether they're investigating the crash and the actions of the two officers who seem to be blaming everyone else but themselves. So, panel, we're sure the police will blame the crash on the building itself. What will they say the building did to cause this accident? Lara Bricker, what do you think? It just jumped right out in front yeah. of them. There was nothing they could do to stop. Tell me about what do you think the officers will say the building itself did to cause this accident? First of all, those officers, just take the L, man. Yes. Just, you know, <laughs> just walk over. Just live to fight another day. You don't have to push it. Uh, yeah, it, it was reaching for something. Yes. Kevin, what do you think? Yeah, I made a furtive move. Yes. All right. Laura Bricker, if folks want to <laughs> The re- cops planted a brick. Laura <laughs> <laughs> Bricker, if folks want to reach out to you and maybe get your further conspiracy theories about what this building may have done, how can they find you on social media? At Laura Bricker on Twitter. Also, they can send you their cold remedies. Toby Ball, folks want to find you on social media. How can you be found? At Toby Ball and Kevin Flynn, what about you? How can you be found? I'm a Kevin P. Flynn. And if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you can find me at Reb Lavoie. You can also follow the show at Twitter on Crime Writers On and I encourage you to join our incredible truly nurturing community in our official Crime Writers On Facebook discussion group. We also have a regular old Facebook page. Just go there, look at the pin post and join the group. You can support this show and our work at patreon.com slash partners in crime media you'll get all the content we make back there including this show early and ad free if you choose that our theme song was composed and performed by Ty Gibbons our line editor is the wonderful Livy Burdett executive producer of this program is Kevin Flynn. This show was recorded in the yoga loft above the bodega in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi studio, otherwise known as Studio C, the closet in our New Hampshire basement where we are still not cool enough, most of us, to smoke with Johans Lacour. On behalf of all the crime writers, thanks so much for listening. We will catch you later. So that's sort of the backdrop as, um, oh, I didn't write down this. What's his name? Josh, Josh Dean? Josh Baker. Josh Baker. There's Block, Baker, Dean. Um, So this is Josh Dean. um, Josh Baker. Josh Dean has nothing to do with this podcast. However, Josh Baker, his brother. um, (laughs) 